If you will, turn to Psalms 100. Psalms 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And His truth endureth to all generations. Psalm 100. This psalm is directed, the context of the psalm is directed towards our public worship. It's telling us how we should worship the Lord and it gives us a few reasons why. Sermons could be preached on each clause. Yes. But for time's sake, what I want us to do this morning is to focus on our, on our attitude towards our public worship of the Lord. How excited are we to have this opportunity to be in the house of God yes. and to worship Him? Amen. What kind of worship are we offering up to Him? What kind of sacrifice are we offering up to Him? Amen. This psalm uses several descriptive clauses. The first being, we are to make a joyful noise. This is not a request, and this is not a suggestion. This is a command. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what kind of day or what kind of week you've had. Asaph was having a pretty bad day, a pretty bad week, until he went into the sanctuary, until he went into the house of the Lord, and he saw the the end of the wicked and the blessing of the righteous. Make a joyful noise. In fact, I would say the worse your week has been, the more joyful you should be at the opportunity to come into the house of God and worship. And of course, that joyful noise in the New Testament is is singing. And we know that. And and if we drop down to verse 2, it tells us to enter into His presence with singing. What does that mean? Generally speaking, there should be a melody in our hearts, as Ephesians 5.19 tells us, because of a love and an adoration that we have for our Heavenly Father and for the Lord Jesus Christ that is outwardly expressed with joy in song unto the Lord. Being joyful is not enough. We are supposed to express it. Not about the Lord, though we do do that, and that is a part of our worship, but that's not what this is saying. This is saying unto the Lord. It's lifting him up. It's telling him how wonderful he is. It's telling him how much we love him. It's unto the Lord. So I ask us now this morning, have you and have I been making a joyful noise with our lips from our hearts that demonstrates our love and adoration for the Lord? Or have we just been going through the motions? Have we been distracted? Have we been whispering? Or have we maybe not been singing at all? Make a joyful noise. Serve the Lord with gladness. Once again, the service here is in the context of worship. Yes. What is your attitude this morning? When you woke up this morning, were you glad when the call had gone out? Let us go into the house of the Lord. Yes. Were you like David? Right. And the one thing that you desired and sought after was to dwell in the house of the Lord. Yes. Or would you rather be somewhere else? What was your attitude this morning? What was my attitude? Yes. You're going to have plenty of opportunities this morning to be glad. Yes. Psalms 34.2 tells us, My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. 
the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Right. Almost every week somebody gets, either sits in their seat or gets up here in this pulpit and makes their boast in the Lord. Right. Does it make you glad? Does it, feel, does it make you rejoice when you hear it? It should. Yes. It better. Psalms 119.74 They that fear the Lord will be glad when they see me because I have hoped in the Lord. Were you glad when you saw brethren of like precious faith this morning walk through these doors? If you fear the Lord like David did, you should have been. We have been surrounded all week, as Brother Newell just touched on, by this world. Some of us have possibly had our spirits vexed. Seeing brethren who believe like we do and who love our Heavenly Father, that should have rejoiced us. That should have made us excited. And if it didn't, we need to examine ourselves and find out why. And in Psalms 119, 162, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Amen. Have you heard the word of God this morning? Amen. Will you hear it again? Yes. Does it cause you to rejoice with gladness? Yes. It should. That's right. If Exxon was to call you tonight and tell you that they found oil, great spoil, on your property, and they were going to give you $10 million, I guarantee you that you would be glad and rejoice. I guarantee you that you would express it. And I guarantee you that you would not be able to contain yourself. Does hearing and understanding God's Word fill you with that same kind of joy? Fill me with that same kind of joy? It should. Verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. Do you know that the Lord, He is God? By God's grace, those words changed my life when I realized that the Lord, He was God. Does knowing that the Lord, He is God, cause you to rejoice? Amen. It should. Why do we not believe that Allah, He is God? Why do we not believe that Buddha, He is God? Or man, that He is God? Because God had from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Amen. Let's make a joyful noise with singing and worship with gladness because the Lord, He is God. It is He that has made us and not we ourselves. Are you confused about where you came from or how old the earth is? Most are. Do you joyfully acknowledge that the pot, that, that God is the potter and that you are the clay? Amen. Most don't. Even more than that, are you thankful that it is that way? Right. Because most aren't. Do you, do I, take that knowledge for granted? Or does it cause us to make a joyful noise and to worship with gladness to the Lord who has revealed these things to us. Amen. We, are the, we are His people and the sheep of His yes. pasture. This and this alone is more than enough reason to make a joyful noise yes. and to serve with gladness. And so much could be said for this on this. But for time's sake, I'm going to say this. John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. That's right. John 10, 16. Another sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. 1 Peter 2.9 But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, an holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness and into His marvelous light. Are you a sheep? Were you from a different fold? Alien? Strangers from the covenants of promise? Having no hope and without God in this world? Did you hear His voice? Did the shepherd give His life for you? Has He called you out of darkness into His marvelous light? 
Then make a joyful noise. Worship with gladness. And sing forth His praises. Verse 4. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Here the psalmist makes it very clear that he's speaking about public worship, church, if you will, of God. And as our pastor went over on a Wednesday a few weeks ago, not too long ago, you entered into the Old Covenant temple through gates. And inside were courts. Now, I'm not going to elaborate much on that point, since most of y'all probably know and understand it better than I do. But the point that I want to take from this is that this is talking about public worship, assembly, church, if you will. So I ask you, did you enter into the house of God this morning with thanksgiving? Did you enter through the gates with thanksgiving? Were you thankful for the opportunity to gather with brethren of like precious faith and to worship God? Were you thankful that you had a better covenant and a much better form of worship than David did, and that you can enter into the presence of God any time because we have a high priest who offered himself once to God, not for his sins, but for ours. And he ever liveth to make intercession for us. Did you enter these gates thankful for those things? If not, what I would do, I would get up, I would walk outside, I would repent, and then I would walk back in thankful. Amen. And yeah, and, and, and thanks to our high thanks to our high priest, it is that simple. If right. it's from your heart, right. are you thankful? Did you come through those gates and into these courts with the intention and desire to praise the Lord? Yeah. Psalms twenty two twenty two, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the congregation. Will I praise thee? Right. Do you praise the Lord before the congregation? Do I, either with congreg- congregational singing? Or with public, or publicly making our boast in the Lord. Right. If not, why not? Is he not worthy? Amen. Is he not a great king? Amen. Has he not done great things in your life? Right. Then praise him. Bless his name. Amen. Psalms 103, 1 and 2 say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Amen. Has the Lord given you any benefits? Right. Does your soul not cry out from you, within you when you think about Him, when you talk about Him, with amazement and with joy? Yes. Do you not overflow with passion when you think about these things and the things that the Lord has, has done for you? Yes. I mean, can't you just feel the psalmist David when he's, when he's, when he's saying this? Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Bless His holy name. Do we have that same passion when we bless the Lord? Do we bless the Lord? Lord, help us. First, the last verse. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endureth to, endureth to all generations. The psalmist has given us several things that we should do in worshiping God and he ends by telling us some of the reasons why. Because He is good. Because His mercy is everlasting and because His truth endureth to all generations. All the way to our generation. Do you believe the Lord that the Lord is good? That He is very good? Do you believe that His mercy is everlasting? Do you believe that His truth has endured forever? Even to this generation? I know you do. Then let's set our hearts... To worship the Lord like He expects, like He demands, and like He most certainly deserves. Let's make a joyful noise unto Him. 
Let's worship Him with gladness. Let's come before Him with singing. Let's enter into His gates with thanksgiving and praise. And let's bless His holy name. I will end this with another question or two. Is He not a great King? Then let us offer our very best sacrifice of praise and worship to Him today. And every day that we walk through these doors to worship Him. Malachi 1 tells us what the Lord thinks when we offer Him less than our best. He calls it lame. He calls it blind, sick, corrupt, polluted. And He said, cursed is the deceiver who offers something less than their best. Something that is corrupt. So we have two choices this morning. And every time we come through these doors... We can be like David who offered him his best by dancing with all his might, praising with his whole heart. He sang loudly. He shouted for joy. And he made a joyful noise. We can do that. Or we can offer him a polluted and corrupt sacrifice and bring a curse upon ourselves. Let's be like David. Let's offer him our very best. He is most certainly worthy. Amen. Amen.